Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Beef Upfront podcast here on PickSwap Media. This is your host, Ryan Coyle, back with Kevin Cannon again for our weekly show, NFL Big Five Games of the Week. We're in good spirits this week. We both had winning weeks last week, had really nice performances. I think the first time this year that we've both been on the same page. And over the past few years, we've had some really good success on this show. So good to see us, as you said earlier in the week, Kevin, maybe turning a corner a little bit. Uh, before we get into this week's slate, how are you? And welcome back. Good. Thanks for having me again. And yeah, hopefully we can continue a roll in this week. So to just to recap quickly last week, I went 10-6-1. That was 4-1 straight up, 4-0-1 against the spread. So good stuff there. 1-4 over under, 1-0 on my upset special with Falcons over Browns. And I'm sorry if you took the best bet of Lions Seahawks under 50 last week. I think there was like 96 total points in that one. So can't help but laugh at that one. Um, but to just look at my totals for the year, I am now 34, 32, and 2, 14 and 6 straight up, 13, 6 and 1 against the spread. So been really good in those two. Fade my over-unders. Can't hit one to save my life. I'm 4 and 16 on those for the year, but straight up and against the spread, doing pretty well. And the upset special, we both have been doing pretty well. I'm now 2, 1, and 1. Should be three and one. That bullshit Texans Colts game week one screwed me. Um, and then best bets one and three. Obviously have to improve in that department. Kevin, you had your uh, first really good week of the year going 11, five and one total. A great five and oh straight up. So you and I went nine and one straight up last week. Great, great job by us there. Uh, spread, you went two, two and one over under two and three. And then you've been on fire with your upset specials. 1-0 there with Cardinals over Panthers, and then you hit your best bet as well with Cowboys minus three, so you went 1-0 there. That pushed your record to the year to 30-37-1, so after that really bad week two where you went 3-14, and um, you had a nice little bounce back week three, a pretty solid week one, and then a really good week last week. So you're now 12-8 straight up, 5-14-1 against the spread, 7-13 uh, for the over-under, so we got some room for improvement there, but 3-1 in your upset specials, which are all plus money, I believe, and then three and one in your best bets. So starting to see some improvements, starting to get kind of that adjustment period out of the way, get used to these teams. But now we have uh, another week to tackle in front of us. Another game in London, another 930. That was kind of I walked into the link and was able to watch the, the Vikings win that one and close it out and cover. So we both hit on that. It was exciting last week. But we got another London game here. The surprise, surprise team, the NFL, in my book, Three and one Giants versus the three and one Packers, 9:30 a.m. on NFL Network out in London again. Packers are eight point favorite over under 41 and a half. So I'm taking the pack 31, Giants 14, Packers covering that eight point spread and the over of 41 and a half hidden. When I saw this on the slate, I didn't really do any research, fact checking, or look anything up or anything. I'm just taking the Packers without any questions or anything. I know the Giants are one in, or three and one, but they stink. The Packers offense is starting to gain some traction. They still have a very solid defense. Their run game is also very good with Jones and Dillon. Saquon has been sensational this year, but it's just not enough here across the pond. I expect the Packers to not even give the Giants a chance in this game. Maybe no Daniel Jones. I did see videos of him throwing today, so he might be able to go. And the backup, Tyrod Taylor, also might not be able to go with concussion. So if neither of them go, it would be Davis Webb. But it frankly doesn't really matter. There's just not really anything else for me to say, Packers. Yeah, it sounds like a major disaster coming this week for the Giants, um, especially with 
being like over overseas in London, not really having the chance to at least be home till like Friday and just be in your own facility and stuff, get a good look at your guys. You got to travel all the way to London. You don't know if guys are going to be playing. Uh, just sounds like disasters coming. I was tempted to make this my best bet of the week, but I have another team I really like this week as well. Um, so I'm going to take Packers here still to win and cover easy. 27-10. So Packers minus eight, under 41 and a half. If you told me through four weeks that the Giants would be three and one, I would have gave that a zero percent chance. They might be the worst three and one team in NFL history. I feel like the past few years, our team that we've kind of harped on has been the Bears, and at least I have in my hatred for them and how much they suck, but just find ways to like win games, but then always kind of falter down the stretch. The Giants might be that team this year. Titans victory on the road week one was impressive, but they also beat the Bears and the Panthers, who would be picking top five during next year's draft, most likely. Um, Daniel Jones or Tyrod this weekend, like you were saying, Kev, we don't know, or Davis Webb potentially. Uh, both are banged up, so it's going to be interesting to see who's under center. No, neither of them are good to begin with. Uh, this team has really been aided by the resurgence of Saquon, who leads the NFL in rushing with 463 yards. If you're able to shut down Saquon, you shut down this Giants offense, plain and simple. He gets a tough matchup this week against a Packers team who's very talented on defense and very good up front, but haven't been that great against the run to start the year. So watch out uh, for that. If Saquon's able to bust a few, few runs loose, they could hang around in this game. Rodgers in the passing game hasn't really clicked yet. Uh, it was good to see them put up, I think, 27 points last week, but they still have that rock-solid running back duo to rely on. In no circumstance do I see the Giants win this one. I uh, either with Jones, Tyrod, or Webb, somehow outdoing Aaron Rodgers. I think that would be the surprise of the season. Packers win and cover easily here, 27-10. Second game of the week, we got the 2-2 two and two Chargers at the 2-2 two and two Browns, 1 o'clock on CBS. Chargers, three-point favorite, over under 48-and-a-half. I got the Chargers winning a close one, 23, Browns 21. The Browns covering that three-point spread and the under at 48-and-a-half hidden. This is the game I struggled out of our five, picking the uh, most this week. I've never been a big believer in the Chargers in my eye, my eyes. I think they're often overhyped around Herbert and the whole team. They've never really accomplished anything and often come up short when it matters. That being said, they are playing the Browns here, who, as we know, are without Deshaun Watson still. The Browns defense currently ranks 17th first to pass, and we still don't know the status of Miles Garrett even though I saw he was back at practice today. So it's looking more like he's going to be able to go this week. The Chargers defense has not been very good this year, either allowing 27 points a game, which is good for 30th in the NFL. They've also lost a couple of players to injuries. I just trust Justin Herbert more in this game than I do Jacoby Brissett. So I see the Chargers winning a close one. I like Chargers here too. I'm going to take them 24 Browns, 23. So Browns plus three and under 48 and a half there. My Chargers preseason hype isn't looking that great right now as once again they've gotten bit by the injury bug. Seems like every single year they come into the to the league with maybe the most talented roster. And then by week three or four, some of the most talented guys are on IR, missing a lot of time. Just uh, history repeats itself with this team each and every year. But they did find a way to win last week and are two and two right in the mix for the AFC West still. It's a tough spot for them though as they make a almost cross-country trip, but they get to fly. Through the air, knowing they get to face Jacoby Brissett, um, not Deshaun Watson. I also think Keenan Allen has a good chance to be back in the lineup this week. He's been not out of practice the past two weeks, but he's been limited. I think two weeks straight weeks of limited practice, two weeks of rest on game day. He should be good to go, you would hope. Um, with Rayshon Slater out now, I'm worried about blocking Miles Garrett if he does return from that injury. 
Uh, Garrett did return to practice, it looked today, but still no uh, question or no definitive answer whether or not he'll be starting again. But if he is, that's a big uh, mismatch on that line that could potentially lead in the Browns' favor to win the game. Austin Eckler kind of reintroduced himself to the NFL last week with three touchdowns after a really slow start to the year. Hopefully going forward, he's like the centerpiece of that offense. Just like in the first game with such a disparity that we kind of talked about between the quarterbacks, I can't possibly take the Browns here with Brissett over Chargers with Justin Herbert. So I think this one comes down to the wire, a pretty ugly game, but Justin Herbert makes a few plays on the stretch and the Chargers find a way to win, but Browns cover and the under hits. Third game of the week, uh, Fox's game of the week. We got the three and one Cowboys at the two and two Rams on four at 425 on Fox. Rams are four and a half point favorite over under 43 and a half here. I got the Cowboys winning outright 23 Rams 17. So the Cowboys covering that four and a half point spread, the under of 43 and a half hidden. This game plays perfectly into what da- Dallas uh, wants. The Rams line has been very bad this year and the Cowboys D line has been fantastic. The Cowboys are second in the league in sacks and have yet to allow 20 points in a the game. They've played some pretty decent QBs so far this year. I think Stafford will have another long night here as he'll have pressure in his face the entire game. Dallas D's, D will create turnovers and give good field position to Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush will done do what he's done all year so far, take care of the ball and make plays when needed, while the Cowboys just continue to run the rock and with a really good running game as well. It will be interesting to see how the Dak situation unfolds after this week too because it sounds like he's getting closer back to playing. And it's also going to be interesting to see where the Rams go from here because I see them losing this one and their season really going up in flames a little bit. Yeah, the Rams have not been impressive as they've looked to repeat as Super Bowl champs. Um, really tempted to take Dallas here, but I'm not going to take Cooper Rush to win another game. I'm going to go Rams 24, Cowboys 23. Cowboys plus four and a half, real close to win. Definitely take the cover there. And the over 43 and a half, half uh, hitting. Despite being two and two, the Rams just have not looked good to start the year from Stafford's Seemingly inability to throw the ball to anyone other than Cooper Cup. The offensive line failing to block anything, including traffic cones pretty much at this point. The inability to run the ball with Robinson or Henderson. Allen Robinson just seems to not exist anymore. The list goes on and on for them on that side of the ball, and it's pretty crazy with Sean McVay, the offensive mastermind, running the show. Uh, The good part is the defense is still pretty strong. Over the last two weeks, they've kind of figured it out, only allowing 39 total points. And when you ex- – or that's excluding the pick six from Stafford on Monday night. So 39 points, a little uh, under 20 a game. That that should, with Matt Stafford, Sean McVay, Cooper Cup, and some of the other weapons on that offense, that should be enough each and every week to win. They should be able to muster up at least 20 points a game. Um, this week they get the Cowboys, who offense hasn't exactly been lighting it up this year either. And while Cooper Rush might be 4-0 in his starts in his NFL career, he has exactly going out there – Throwing for 300 yards and four touchdowns a game. He's playing that game manager type role that you were talking about, Kev. There are Cowboys offenses here only putting up 17.8 points per game, and I've been winning thanks to their defense pretty much. That was kind of what I said about them coming into the year. I thought – I did obviously we didn't know Dak would get hurt, but I thought uh, Z kind of on the back end of his career, no Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup not in the lineup to start, C.D. Lamb really the only – Scary guy on that offense in my eyes. I thought this team, if they were going to compete for the division title, would have to win with defense, and that's what they're doing with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. They could have a big day in this one. That Rams offensive line is not very good. Um, Just really going against all kind of football logic in this one and just going with the gut feeling of the Rams 
not looking like shit again. Um, the defense plays at, at a high level in this one. And I think Stafford and McVay have just a, a get right week here at home and find a way to just get a win. Even if it's ugly, getting a win, staying at three and two and staying at pace for the top of that division is really important. So I like the Rams 24, Cowboys 23, but Cowboys to cover four and a half and over 43 and a half there. Fourth game of the week, we go out to the desert now with our beloved 4-0 Eagles at the 2-2 two two Cardinals, 425 on Fox. Eagles minus 5.5 over under of 49.5 here. I got the Eagles winning by a field goal, 27, Cardinals 24. The Cardinals covering the 5.5 point spread and the over of 49.5 hidden. I've never been too high on the Cardinals, and without D-Hop and the Cardinals offense, it's always looked a little bit off. They also start very slow, uh, usually under Cliff. Kingsbury and have started very slow this year in the first half. So I think the Eagles can jump out to a lead early. And I think the Cardinals might end up getting just that backdoor cover. The Eagles have a really balanced roster, and I think they'll be able to move the ball against the Arizona D. The Eagles can do it through the air and on the ground with their running backs and obviously with the QB Hurts. I think Kyler will be a big test for the Birds D, though, as he's the first real dual threat quarterback they've played this year. Should be interesting to see how Gannon approaches this game. But I see the Eagles moving to 5-0 and and remaining as the top dog in the NFC. I like the Eagles in this one, too, Kev. I'm taking them 30-20. to Covering that five and a half and over 49 and a half in coming into this season. I had this pegged as Philadelphia's first loss in the year, had them undefeated coming into this game. Then they travel West to Arizona a place that historically hasn't been a very friendly place for them. The Cardinals have won their last five at home over Philly, including that 2008 NFC title game. Hertz and Kyler had a really good battle back in Arizona though, in 2020, that was a really fun game to watch. It was Hertz's, First really good game as an NFL quarterback. I think it might have even been his first start. He threw for 336 yards and three touchdowns, ran for 63, and had a rushing touchdown. Quez Watkins had his kind of welcome to the NFL moment in that one where he took that six screen screen pass about 40 yards to the house. That's a play that really stuck out to me in that game with him, and I thought maybe he could be a player going forward. Cardinals, despite some early season struggles, are still 2-2, two and two, though, tied atop the NFC West just with every other team there. Uh, with the Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams all being two and two. Um, they have everything they want still in front of them. This isn't a lost season at all at this point. They still, despite not looking good, having that miracle comeback against the Raiders, beating a, a bad Panthers team last week, they still have a chance to win the NFC West. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I think as an Eagles fan, as an Eagles believer, I'm a little bit more worried about this game than I should be because this Cardinals team just I don't think is very good. Defense is allowing 25 a game. They can't contain this passing game for sure. They're really weak on the back end. And if the rushing game operates like they did last week, uh, the Cardinals just have no shot in this game. Their only hope to win is if Kyler Murray goes that crazy video game Madden type mode and, and the Eagles turn it over two or more times. I think that's the only way. And Jalen, for the most part this year, has protected the football. Had that interception on the screen against Washington, I believe it was. That was, or it might have even been against Minnesota. That was just a kind of bad luck play. And then last week, I think, had his first really bad throw uh, in the rain there for that pick six at the beginning game against the Jags. So if he takes care of the ball and has a few big passing plays, the Birds should definitely win this one pretty easily. So I'm going to take them moving to 5 0, 30 to 20, minus 5.5, and, and over 49.5. Uh, last game of the week, we go to Monday Night Football now. We have the one and three Raiders at the three and one Chiefs, 815 on ESPN. Chiefs are seven point favorites over under 51. 
I got the Chiefs winning 33, Raiders 24, Chiefs covering the seven-point spread, and the over of 51 hidden. The Raiders still seem to be figuring things out with McDaniels at the helm. Mahomes has always been really good against the Raiders, going 7-1 in his career with a 22-touchdown and three-interception ratio. I think Mahomes is doing a really good job of taking what the defense has given him and distributing the ball to all his playmakers. While the Raiders should continue to establish Josh Jacobs after his career game last week, I think it will take more pressure off Carr and lead to more opportunities for Adams, Renfro, and Waller. But Mahomes and Andy at home here are just going to be too much. Yeah, I like the Chiefs in this one too, Kev. I'm going to take them to cover as well. But the under hitting, I'm going 28-20 Chiefs over the Raiders. Chiefs minus 7, under 51. You said Mahomes 7-1 in his career. The Chiefs are eight and two in the last ten against season. I think going back like fifteen games, they might be twelve and three. They just have really dominated this quote unquote rivalry. I don't really consider it a rivalry if one team's consistently handling the other. Um, Andy Reid has just owned Derek Carr, and I don't see this game being any different. That Chiefs game against the Colts was one of the bigger flukes I think we'll see in the NFL this year, and everything just had to go wrong for them in that one to lose that game. Um, besides that, they've looked like the best team in the AFC. I think the Raiders, while I don't think we'll win this game. I think we'll keep it close. I think maybe a late like uh, Chiefs field goal kind of puts put this puts this one away and gives them the cover. Um, but it looks like they might have found their identity last week as a run first team and work off of that in the past game with all those weapons that they have on the outside and hopefully Hunter Hunter Renfro coming back soon. I think if the Raiders continue to build off last week's performance in this one, even if they don't find a way to beat the Chiefs, but uh, just look competent on offense, have have some good plays, have some good drives, have a few nice touchdowns. That could build some serious confidence, even if they fall to one and four. Looking at their next four games, they're home versus the Texans, at the Saints, at the Jaguars, and versus the Colts. You can make an argument that they're talented, uh, more talented than any of those teams. They could easily be five and four in a few weeks and right in the mix, just like that again. So I don't think there's, if the Raiders lose this game, their season's done. I just think if, if they find a way to get blown out, then it could really put a damper on it. Uh, but if they have a nice fight in this one, they could definitely still hang around and, and contend for a wild card spot. But with all that being said, I'm not betting against Mahomes and Andy Reid at Arrowhead. So give me the Chiefs minus seven and then under 51. And then now we go to our best bet of the week. Why don't you start us off with this, uh, this week, Kev, because I, I don't want to go after last week's abysmal uh, bet by me. We got the 49ers minus four and a half versus the Panthers. The 49ers are still a pretty good team, even with the injuries, and I've been really high on them this year. And the Panthers just flat out stink. Last week was my best bet, and it was the Cardinals versus the Panthers, and that looked good, and it hit. And I'm fine picking against the Panthers until they prove me wrong. All right, let's see if we have some better luck this week. I'm going to go with the Bucks minus nine. They're looking healthier. They're starting to get some guys back in the lineup. Uh, Mike Evans was back. Chris Godwin caught seven passes last week. And Tom Brady hasn't lost three games in a row since 2002. I, I don't know about the cover part, but that he hasn't lost th- three in a row since 2002. And I think if they win this game, it's going to be in blowout kind of fashion. I think they dismantle the Falcons this week at home in a prove-it game. Um, Falcons are two and two tied right at the top of the NFC South with the Bucks there. I've bet on the Falcons money line three out of the four weeks so far hit on two of them. And week one, I should have hit with the saints if they didn't fall apart down the stretch. Um, this is a pretty solid Falcons team, which I don't think the Bucks are going to be sleeping on. 
I think the Bucks are really going to try and go out there, take it to them, and really just get in that groove and get cooking as they start to get guys back in the lineup. So I'm going to go Bucks minus nine at home, win by at least 10, I think maybe even two touchdowns in this one, uh, and kind of take the Falcons apart and show that they might not be a very good football team after all. Then we'll get into our upset special. Who you got in this one, Kev? I got the Bengals plus three, which is plus 150 versus the Ravens. The Bengals offense is starting to come together. Maybe the O-line starting to mesh a little bit better. And Joe Barrow can have a big day against the defense that's really been struggling. I think this can turn into a little bit of a, a little bit of a shootout here, and I think the Bengals can upset the Ravens in Baltimore. I like that one as well. I think that has a, a nice chance of hitting. My upside special this week, we're going to ride Commanders, who are plus two right now, plus 110 on the money line. Uh, the Titans only being a two-point favorite here is a giveaway to me. The Titans have kind of found that, found their stride a little bit over the past few weeks, and the Commanders have started to really fall apart. It's a funky line that's kind of telling me Commanders in desperation mode just find a way to win this one. I'm a little worried about Washington blocking the Titans' defensive front with Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree up there, but if the commanders lose this one, especially with the Eagles being four and zero, and the giants and Cowboys both being three and one, their season's going to be as good as gone. Um, Carson Wentz and Ron Rivera, their job status is starting to float rumors and starting to surface that all right, Wentz might get benched. Ron Rivera might get fired mid season. I think they kind of hear the noise in this one. The, the guys throughout the locker room and throughout the building know that this is a really important game for their season. At home, they find a way to win this one because they need it badly. So give me Washington Commanders over the Titans plus 110. But that'll do it for NFL Big 5 Games of the Week, Week 5 edition already. Can't believe that. Uh, but any more comments before we head out on this one, Kev? Yeah, hopefully on Sunday we see the Phils and the Birds both beat the Cardinals and the Phils advance in the playoffs. All right, we will talk next week.